Welcome to the Pocono Raceway Podcast, powered by ESPN 840. I am your host, Kevin, along with... JJ! Welcome back to the studio, JJ. What's going on, Kev? I was all alone last week. I know. And um, I felt like it was a good interview, but I felt like I could have done more if I just had a little bit more support yeah, from I, Kevin I mean, or you. You can't go wrong with Hinch, and Robert Wickens was a great addition to it, and those guys playing off each other. But you're right. If you would have had Kevin or I here, I feel like it would have been a lot better. Thanks. No problem. But you know what? You know what? Hold on. Before we go Things any further. Things you can get away with to tell your boss on a podcast. <laughs> Before we go any further, I got a bone to pick with you. Why? Because you called me out on the podcast. You said I can't dance. You can't dance. What do you mean I can't I've dance? I've seen you dance. Dude, come on. I'll tear, no. tear the floor up. Okay. Well, we'll get into your dance moves later <laughs> when we bring up another topic with this week's guest. Matt DiBenedetto, mm-hmm. or as his nicknames are, uh, the burrito, the D burrito, D burrito, and Guido, and Guido, the Guido burrito. Um, so we're also going to try something new this week. The word of the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you hear it, not only two things will happen. One, there'll be a bell. Ding, 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 ding. That yeah, one. That one. <laughs> and then two, you can go to PokernerRaceway.com. Slash word, W O R D, word, word, to type in and enter to win tickets to the Pocono 400 on Sunday, June 3rd. That's a pretty good deal. That's only if the driver says the secret word of the podcast. And what's the secret word going to be today, Kevin? Got to be burrito. Absolutely. It's got to be burrito. I don't know if it's a self nickname that he came up with, like a self titled nickname, or. Well, we're going to find out. We will find out when we talk to him. Mm-hmm. But if he says the word burrito, we're good. And yeah. then we're going to give away tickets. And somebody else is going to be real good. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped about this new addition to the podcast. I think it's going to be very exciting. But you got to listen to the podcast. So. You better be listening. Sign up. You better be so listening. So, anyone listening so to this podcast <laughs> right now, congratulations. There's a really good shot that you could win some tickets because I'm pretty sure he's going to say it. And even if he says D burrito, burrito is still the word. So we're, we're yeah, in. Yeah. We'll count it. Again, PoconoRaceway.com slash word. Word. Now, um, with the podcast, we've been really lucky. We're really excited. This is our sixth episode. We have great partners here in Stroudsburg with Connoisseur Media and their station ESPN 840. We are extending our sponsorship together, our mutual partnership, I should say. Not sponsorship. It's partnership. Nice golf club. So... We are going to do 10 more episodes. Definitely locked in. And we have guests for the next three shows after this one. Awesome. Done. You're going to like leak them or? Sure. All right. Go ahead. Daniel Hemrick. That's pretty good. Alex Bowman. Yep. Ooh. Wait for it. Ryan Blaney. No. Yes. You got got the the glass hole himself. Glass hole himself. You got the lead glass hole. On the podcast. That's awesome. Yes. I'm pretty excited. That's going to be a good one. That is going to be a great one. Is he gonna like talk about it on his podcast? Can we like? He better. Are we gonna like like mutual like podcast buddies? He should. After they stole our commercial, that you did I, such I a great job. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You have to talk I about it. I don't want to talk about you it. You have I'm, to be I'm, in studio for that interview. I will be. I'll call him out. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like calling out a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been NASCAR drivers call us out. That's true. Yeah. I'll do it. Perfect. Okay. I'm That's here. locked in. But back to Matt D. Benedetto. He drives for Go Fast Racing. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been. Uh, uh, couple of lower level teams i would say lower budget teams and he had a really great inspiring story this year not that his job was in jeopardy not that the team was in jeopardy but 
The West Coast trip to Phoenix was not on their schedule, but they had a couple good runs, and they could afford to go with sponsorship. They just couldn't afford the travel costs, the tires, sending their pit crew, sending their travel crew. So he took to Twitter and um, ended up getting some amazing response. I mean, Kevin Harvick jumped on board. I think Danny Hamill was the mm-hmm. first one. Yep, Danny was first. Then Kevin Harvick, Daryl Waltrip, a couple other people um, basically funded his trip and Go Fast Racing's trip, which is incredible. Um, it just shows the close-knit community we we brought up previously in podcasts about this sport. So uh, the really cool thing is that we'll uh, definitely talk to him about that because— Yeah, I can't wait to get his view on it and opinions on everything. Yeah. It's going to be great. I would love to get this podcast sponsored. So <laughs> Maybe we could ask him how, how to do, we, do that. <laughs> how do we—hey, Matt, yeah— how do we get this thing maybe sponsored? We could, maybe we could just have him ask for us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like one thing how's is like that, legit like putting food uh, on people's tables. And then like for us, it's like, cool, let's uh, cut some of the costs for studio time. Like it's nothing but benefiting us. But also with a sponsor, it'd be pretty cool just to be able to say their name in here. Yeah. So either way, it'll be it'll be an interesting uh, turn. And then the other thing we have to bring up to him um, so to all parents listening, if you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and you have a child who uh, knows about Tricky or any other mascots that they may like, when we talk to Matt about the mascot portion yeah. of our interview, just be on the lookout to maybe turn down your radio and you'll hear why later. And it's nothing that's like outrageous or, you know, controversial, but no, it's just it, more it just, of, I, I don't want to be that guy that ruins things for children <laughs> i mean there's a potential yeah we were yeah we would ruin a couple things and we'll bring that up on the podcast but just letting the parents know that'll probably be towards the tail end of the the interview with matt when he calls in um and we'll announce it so we'll let you know but uh we'll tell we'll just give you kind of a quick alert to do so but um all righty well uh sounds like we have our caller all right. matt benedetto is on the line matt how are you man doing great how about you guys we're doing well. We can't complain. Uh, it's a little rainy here at Pocono Raceway today, um, but you know we have that worry-free weather guarantee, so it really doesn't matter, right? So uh, we we would still be able to get that race in on a Monday if we needed to, and we would reimburse the fans for their tickets, which is pretty fantastic. Heck yeah, that would be uh, awesome. Everyone wants to needs to come see a race at the Tricky Triangle, right? Absolutely. So speaking of the Tricky Triangle. And uh, I know you've had a couple starts there. I want to kind of backtrack a little bit more. And uh, the first question I have for you is, tell us a little about, because a lot of people don't necessarily know where you came from, man. You kind of just showed up on the scene and you were like, hey, look at Matt D's here. And uh, tell us about your your, uh, racing career and kind of what you led to your big break here in NASCAR. Well, it's a long story and it's been a a very long, tough journey for me. I've gone about it a different way than than most people, but... um, yeah, I just grew up racing, uh, you know, on dirt out in California with, um, uh, grew up racing with Kyle Larson actually out in California. And then, um, I went the asphalt route. We moved, moved across country to North Carolina. And, um, then in the end of 2007, as a family, we ran out of funding. We just couldn't do it anymore. So, you know, sold everything and we quit racing. Um, I got lucky and got picked up by another late model team the next year. Um, just, you know, they put me in their car you know, for free for a handful of big races. We went out and just started, we were smoking people. Um, and uh, <laughs> then I got a break with uh, Joe Gibbs racing. Um, and I got a few races there, but just didn't have any funding there either. So it kind of left me, um, you know, with really nothing. And I had to basically 
start off my NASCAR career with, um, you know, doing some, you know, driving for some real low funded Xfinity teams and like even starting parking cars and things like that. But I was, so basically my opportunities were to get in a car and have a lap to qualify it and impress some people. And we, you know, we qualified top 15, top 20 and some super low funded stuff. And then, uh, long story short, got a break with BK racing, got the cup series. And now I'm with go fast racing and every team I've, every team I've ever been with, um, here in uh, all the teams I've been with in the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series, uh, I've gotten them all their best finishes and performance and the, all the teams' existences. So uh, I've had a good track record. I've been fortunate. And and, I, and I, you brought up Kyle Larson and, and you uh, you know go karts back in, in California. And I, I can't remember exactly where we heard the quote, but basically Kyle said back in the day you were the one who came up with. You had all the, the shiny new equipment. You were the guy to beat out in Cali. So tell us a bit about your Cali racing days with Kyle Larson. I mean, I think the fans would love to hear before you guys were quote-unquote famous. <laughs> uh, you're kind of famous in your own realm out there. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Kyle and I were, were great friends and I was Oh my gosh, I was probably nine years old, nine, ten years old. Um, yeah, we would hang out. He'd come over to to our house for a week. I'd go to their house for a week. We'd ride four-wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff together and all that. But as far as at the racetrack, uh, yeah, we were uh, we were both definitely the ones to beat all the time. So um, so it was fun. It's just crazy. You know, obviously he had yeah, tons of talent and was, was young. Um he was uh, he's about a year or so younger than me, so um, but yeah, it would always just come down to the two of us, and we we you know it was fun because we were um, such competitors, and we would always race race each other for wins a lot, and we uh, we had our stuff figured out pretty well, and we ran you know we uh, us and Kyle dominated out there at at Cycling Speedway in California. So, um, but it was fun. We were such fierce competitors, but we were really good friends, you know, and we, it was kind of like a, that whole group that we raced with out there was like a, a tight, you know, family that, you know, Kyle's parents would just lend him to us for a week. He'd ride home with us from the racetrack and stay at our house for a whole week. You know, that was kind of the, the group we had. It was a cool, you know, a lot of memories that I'll never forget growing up and racing with Kyle. So did your nickname start out there, or did they 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 evolve as you kind of got uh, more popular? I mean, you're you're definitely a fan favorite when it comes to social media. We love what you do, you know. Definitely, uh, JJ was actually at Martinsville and took yep. a photo of you, right? Yeah, yeah. We, so we we took that. I was the one that, that was there. Took the photo of you with Tricky in the garage on Saturday, and uh, it blew up. That was our our best social post of the entire weekend. It ended up on the NASCAR Reddit. Then the NASCAR Reddit reposted it to Twitter. And just everybody was was showing the the Matt DiBenedetto love, reposting it and, and commenting on it, and it's it's amazing the uh, the social presence that you have. It just it, it's it went way above and beyond the snow and everything else that happened that weekend for us. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've been I've been really fortunate, that's for sure. Just to uh, you know, really um, don't really do anything special. I don't feel like on social media. I just try and be myself. That's about it. Me and you know, my wife, we just do our normal thing. None of my social stuff is planned or anything like that. It's just kind of, we just like, I just like people to feel like they're friends with me on social media. You know, if that makes any sense, not so much that they're following me. I just, you know, want them to feel like they basically friended me on Facebook or whatever. And that's the type of feel I like to give. And it's uh, it's been cool, man. We've been able to gain a heck of a, heck of a fan base and a lot of good supporters. 
Yeah, and it, it absolutely comes off like that. I know uh, both myself and Kevin Teal, our other co-host, are avid uh, Snapchat followers, and uh, watching some of the some of the things you and your wife do, and the, some of the pranks you guys play on each other occasionally are pretty interesting. And and like I said, you know, any if you, even if you miss it on any of those social medias, it always ends up on Reddit. <laughs> everything, everything. Yeah, how seems did that to work? How did, how did you get like? What is what have you done, and who are you paying to get as much love on Reddit? I feel like you get more love on Reddit than any other NASCAR driver. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, um, really, I, I've just been on Reddit for for quite a while, and um, I, I enjoy, I love getting on there. It's so fun, dude. Some of the most clever, funniest, the craziest stuff is on there, um, and those they pay attention so well. So it's always like really entertaining. Or there's a lot of really good stuff where people just, I mean, they know their NASCAR knowledge unlike any other. So. Um, I always just enjoyed being on there and, and um, commenting and just being a part of the community, really nothing crazy and, and just posting in there. And, and um, I don't know, the support just became overwhelming and they really embraced the underdog story and, you know, what I do and always trying to make a lot out of a little and things like that. So it's uh, pretty neat, but they, um, you know, they are definitely uh, responsible for for uh, spreading the D-Burrito nickname quite a bit. There it is. There's the word of the podcast. Guess what, fans? Go to PoconoEastway.com slash word. That's right, slash word to enter to win tickets to Pocono 400, which is pretty cool. So thanks for saying the secret word. We didn't tell you about this. All right. There's a secret word. So there we go. So besides D-Burrito, what are your other nicknames? We just watched the uh, Race Hub feature about D-Hot Dog. <laughs> so what other nicknames have you been given, maybe from Reddit or from other fans, or even you know previously when you were younger? Oh, man, so I'm actually going to give one that a lot of people, uh, most people don't know. This is back from my dirt track racing days with Kyle Larson, um, and Kyle remembers it because it was on all my go-karts, but my nickname was Maniac Matt. Uh, <laughs> so that was my, was it a that good? Was my first. Was it like a good title, or was it like, like that sob is a maniac? Like, what? Like, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I guess just because I I drove the heck out of my race cars and we won a lot, and I was crazy fast. I guess this is how my dad kind of described it. So that was my first nickname, and then uh, the one that I had for the longest time. Um, I long well, it isn't even really a nickname, but it's my middle name, which is Guido. Um, so I, I when anyone would find out my, that my middle name was Guido, you know, my, my family is full Italian. So my full name is Matthew Guido de Benedetto. My dad's a hundred percent Italian, uh, when they would find, and that was my grandfather's first name actually. So when they would find out that Guido was my middle name, then boom, it was Guido. And that just stuck. And that was on my race car when I was at VK racing for quite a while. Um, when they found out that that was my name, they surprised me and put that on the door of my car. And so, uh, so yeah, that was my nickname or main nickname for a long time, and then somehow the D burrito thing just took off out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so has has anyone ever put the two of them together? Has anybody called you the, like the Guido burrito? Uh, <laughs> they have, and it's, it's so <laughs> awkward. I'm like, no, don't say that. That's too weird. It's Italian and uh, yeah, Italian and a Mexican food all in one. I don't I don't know if I'm digging that. <laughs> so speaking of the the, the Guido side and 100 percent Italian side coming in. Um, this is something that I brought up at all the NASCAR Media Days to uh, the IndyCar drivers because we went to both NASCAR and IndyCar Media Day, and all the all the IndyCar drivers were talking about you know what they what they cook and what they make of the track. So if you're 100 percent Italian, I would love it if you were to drop off a dish for JJ, Kevin, the other host that's not here, and myself, Kevin, 
like whatever would you make like your own homemade pasta and sauce like we're always into that and then also the tie in there would be the taste test for our co-founder Doc Rose and the Mattioli and Nikdalski family since they're so Italian to see if your sauce is really that good so I, I would have to leave it up to not me, unfortunately, but my mother is a very good cook, obviously, having to learn to cook for my 100% Italian father. So she um, she is probably the best at that. But in my family, though, my, um, my aunt actually went to Italy and studied uh, culinary school for, oh, my gosh, um, four years, I believe. Um, and she's a phenomenal cook. So when I... Uh, Go visit my family. They live in uh, they live in Southern California. So when I go out there visit in Southern California, I get the most amazing Italian food in the world. A very like real authentic Italian food. Well, that's good. So here's what we're gonna do um, because of the awesome success and the great story they had crowdsourcing for the Phoenix race. There's a couple things we need. One, we need a sponsor for the podcast. So we'll, we'll we're gonna ask you how the best way to get a sponsor is. Two, if there's a way to crowdsource and fly your aunt and your mother to Pocono Raceway to cook dinner for us. <laughs> and then and then on top of all that, we'll figure out a way because we have zero budget at Pocono Raceway. We're an independent track. And, you know, we're kind of we're kind of like go fast racing of, of racetracks. So we're, we're, we have enough funding to get by, but we also show as much as we can. And we have a pretty good social presence. So we're going to need some money in order to buy the ingredients for your aunt and your mother to cook. So how do we go about doing this, Matt? Oh, that that all seems seems fairly easy. Man. You know, just hop on there and, and embrace with the fans and you you know, yeah, you tell the tell the story of the tricky triangle and how you're an independent racetrack and eating you know, cooler than most of the rest of the racetracks because it's the tricky triangle and then you know people will jump on board and then and then you'll be having sponsors roll in and, no, it's, it's, yeah, you're in the same same situation, right? Same yeah. same deal applies. Okay, this is great. So do me a favor and just put it on your on your aunt and your mother's schedule. <laughs> um, I personally like um, like chicken parmesan and uh, meatballs. Ooh, me too. Mm. So those would be my two choices. I, I'm I'm very Italian as well. So whatever you're going to make, I'm going to eat and uh, I'm going to love it. We can so. bring your mom, JJ, too, because she's a yeah, great cook. Yeah. And then my grandmother is like really Italian too. She's about four foot two. <laughs> so her name is Isabel. So this this per, we're gonna have so much food, Italian food. We're gonna have an Italian feast, and then we should do I a race to, night and invite fans. This is it. I'm there. This is this is we're making the, history. The Pocono Raceway Italian Festival. Oh my coming, gosh. coming in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, my favorite, probably one of my favorite Italian restaurants that I've ate at. Period um, is when I fly into Pocono. It was a place called. Uh, Mar- Mar- Mariano's, Mariano's, yeah, it's Mariano's. That's right. I had to remember the name of the place. So it was a little place called Mariano's, and it was like unbelievable that uh, me and my wife went to last year for the first time. Where is that? Uh, you know, I think it was. I can't remember. I think when we landed at the airport, wherever we land there, I can't even remember. Um, it was somewhere within like uh, like fifteen minutes or so from from the airport so it wasn't anything like crazy out of the way or anything like that it was like dude we were we were blown away we looked uh we looked on yelp we always like we always look on yelp and try and find like we try not to eat at chains we don't i don't like to eat at chains i like to try and find you know authentic places to where we travel to and i'm a i'm a 
you know, a food eater. I love some love some good food. Um, but even though I do eat, very, I eat super healthy. But on the road, I try and find some good places. But yeah, we just looked on Yelp and ahead like some close to like five stars and tons of reviews. And we're like, wow, okay, we're gonna have to try this place, and it's Italian food. So we went there and like, yeah, probably the best uh, best um, Italian food I've had while traveling on the road. Thanks, thanks to the lovely internet. Is the one in Exeter, maybe? Exeter, Pennsylvania? It's near Wilkes-Barre, if that's where you fly into, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton area? That, yeah, that may be it. Okay. I, uh, yeah, that may be. All right, well, here's the thing for all the fans. Be- besides the tickets, you need to tell us where this is, because JJ and I are really hungry, and yeah, I, we need to get some food, probably. You know, this podcast airs on Tuesday, so Tuesday night we need to get some Italian food. So someone tell us where Mariano's is, because Man. we're starving. Man, you guys aren't uh, helping my diet right now. I'm literally getting hungry just from from this uh, call. <laughs> and I'm trying to eat like lower, you know, I try and keep my carbs within reason, which is hard being, you know, Italian. <laughs> this conversation isn't helping that either. Well, it's okay. We're, we'll get you back on track here because you got to be fit for this next portion. But this is the portion that prior to you coming on, we let our fans know. Fans, if you have kids who are major fans of mascots. We need you to lower your radio now. Again, this is not anything that's anything controversial, but we just don't want to ruin Christmas or Easter or Tooth Fairy beliefs. Or June 3rd. Or June 3rd <laughs> when you see our mascot. There there was a... Okay, so fans, okay, lower your radios. Okay, good. Here we go. So for everyone who's still paying attention... You dressed up as Tricky last year and walked around the garage. Yes, yep. What did that you, was one of the most fun things I've done. Where did that come about? Like, how did that happen? Um, I, you know, I can't remember who at the racetrack. Um, it, maybe it was. Oh, it was Daryl Mott. Daryl Mott asked me if I wanted to uh, do the segment, dress up as Tricky, and. Um, and then go around and, and just kind of mess with some people and have some fun, mess with my crew guys and, and just little things like that. And it was, oh, my gosh, it was hilarious. The best part of it all was was trying to make some of the other drivers feel uncomfortable, the Xfinity drivers, <laughs> after they just got done qualifying. And Ryan Reed was by far the most uncomfortable. Uh, Justin Allgaier was he was really good. He was actually he was super cool. He even gave me a hug, and he was he totally embraced it. So he was he was good and, and easy. But it was so fun. I got to go mess with my crew guys, and they had no clue um, <laughs> that it was even me. So it was uh, they they were. It, it was funny to see the reactions. I think Fox Sports has that on one of their YouTube clips, um, or or you can just probably just search out just. Tricky the Fox, Matt Benedetto, and find it. But you, you talked about Justin Algar. The, the first time we brought Tricky, Tricky is kind of housed um, where you guys used to stay for driver introduction below Victory Lane. And uh, we did a segment with NASCAR.com um, that was kind of a spoof on Jimmy Fallon's hashtag video with Justin Timberlake. And Justin was part of it. Justin Algar was part of it. And the Tricky costume was there because Tricky was on a break. So he just wore the helmet and walked around (laughs) the entire time downstairs luckily he didn't go out in public with it but tell us about when the fan what do the fans do because you know jj here handles basically tricky schedule for the whole race weekend um it was really actually an integral part of making sure that the costume one didn't smell that bad and two you you know it's it was available for you to do that segment what was like talking to the fans it was fun because the fans are so so into it, and I think I uh, I think I, I even danced with some fans if I recall correctly. 
So, um, yeah, the fans are open to to all of it. They weren't awkward at all. It was uh, you know, a couple of the maybe drivers, some of the crew guys. They were a little awkward. The fans were the opposite. They were like just flat out fun. That's amazing. Yeah, and the uh, the the girl who was actually playing tricky that weekend is a, a friend of mine from high school. And when we told her that she was going to do be doing a segment with you and kind of swapping jobs. She was so excited, and I think to this day is is kind of her claim to fame that she she worked with worked with Matt DiBenedetto on a mascot swap during race weekend. Yeah, I'll say the the part that I don't envy is that I actually sweated in that thing more than I did in both practice sessions. That <laughs> it was like uh, I couldn't even believe how hot I was in there. I was like, I mean, oh, I was probably in that thing for. 30, 45 minutes, and it felt like I was in there for five hours because I was, like, absolutely drenched and, and, I mean, sweating, hot, tired, dehydrated from, like, 45 minutes of that thing. I was like, dude, these people, like, deserve all the praise in the world who, who can withstand that, that heat for so long. Mascot life's no joke, man. Mm-mm. It's no joke. I When we first got that costume, the old version of the costume, I fit in it. The new version, I don't fit in it, and I think I made J.J., I was like, when you buy this new costume, make sure that a guy that's six foot three can't fit in the costume because I never want to wear that thing again. Because to your point, it's just hot and you're sweaty. And um, besides dressing up as a mascot of Pocono Raceway, and hopefully fans have now turned back up their radio that they have their kids. What other fun stuff do you like to do um, in the area when you come to town? Um, oh, I like to go to the uh, uh, Kalahari Resort up there. It is uh, like the largest indoor water park in the country, I think. It still is. <laughs> and, it still uh, is. Uh, yeah, so me and uh, the, Pocono, is, my wife like picks and chooses. You know, She, she still works, um, so she has a job. She works. She doesn't go to all the races. She goes to a handful, but she, we pick and choose and plan out the ones that she's going to go to. And uh, every year, both Poconos are always on the list. That's like the given. We, when we're planning, we're like, all right, you know, what races do you want to fly to? We're going to, you know, have the team book all that stuff on our flight deal. And it's like, okay, well, obviously both Poconos. <laughs> every year, that's our, that's, those are the only given ones that, that she always goes to and we uh and well now we have even more reasoning one because it's one of my favorite race shacks just because it's you know unlike anything else um two because we found a really good italian restaurant and three <laughs> we have a kalahari resort the indoor water park and we have a blast so that's kind of that's kind of our version of fun you know we're not like partiers or anything crazy we just like to you know i don't know do normal fun stuff and so that's like Coming to Pocono is like a vacation for us almost. That's awesome. Yeah, Pocono, their uh, Kalahari is actually one of our, uh, they're our premium, their preferred premium lodging partner, premium lodging partner, Pocono Raceway. Um, and doing a little plug here while I have you on here because you talked about Kalahari. We actually just signed up with uh, Hotels for Hope, which is a really cool organization, and um, kind of letting all the drivers and all the teams know about it. So besides the fans as well, more importantly, um, $2 from every donation, if you go to PoconoRespo.com slash hotels to book your hotel, goes back to the Lehigh Valley Children's Hospital, and Kalahari is listed on there. So if you were to buy a room, 2 bucks goes back to a charitable cause, which is pretty cool. Um, but getting back to Kalahari, uh, what's your favorite slide that they have there? Because they have a couple of pretty awesome ones. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been back since they renovated and doubled their size. Um, oh, man. So, oh, you know, off subject a little bit, I wonder with this plug that I, like, incidentally did for Kalahari, if they'll, 
maybe they'll hook us up for a room. Maybe they'll have some oh, bargaining okay. power where they can hook us up. So then we don't have to drive there and go to the water park. Then we can just stay there and use it even more. So we can work something out here. If you fly your your aunt and your mom in and you buy the groceries, yeah, you buy the groceries, we'll find a kitchen for them to cook and we'll get you guys a room at Kalahari. Perfect. Now, so all the subject, uh, by far, I think uh, there's so many good slides. But yeah, I've, I've, I went there both times last year. So after they uh, opened up the second part of the water park, so now it's even more huge. Um, I like the one where you, they close you in the thing and then the floor drops out from underneath you. That's my favorite. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm very familiar with that one. I'm, I'm all right with that one. Kevin Teal, other coast, not so much. No, I'm not, not, I'm not a big fan of that one. I'm not down for that either. Yeah, Taylor cried actually. Uh, <laughs> Taylor was uh, cried when they when they closed the you know when they close you in there. She's uh, claustrophobic, yeah. um, anyways, and I'm not. I, it doesn't bother me at all. I thought it was awesome, but yeah, she was like kind of tearing up and crying and petrified, and then the floor dropped, and then everyone laughed because she screamed so loud and it echoed through <laughs> so near the whole place. And then, uh, but then once she got down to the bottom, she was like, "That was awesome," and she did it again. But every time, she was like the same amount of petrified. Well, um, I, I cried before I got on the first step and didn't make it up the stairs. So <laughs> she at least did better than I did. I can't, I can't do that stuff. That's just, I'm, I'm high enough off the ground as it is when I stand vertical. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to, I don't need to drop from a, from a ceiling. Not, not my right, game. I'm going to have to tell her she's, she's going to feel better about herself now. She should, she should, because there's no way I'm ever doing that slide. And I don't even think you can pay me. Not even in meatballs or chicken parmesan. <laughs> oh, it was fun! Wow, not even in that. That's surprising. That's a lie. I take it back. If if your if your family's coming to cook, <laughs> we're in. I'll do it. Okay. All right. Deal. You get a room, and you get the visual of me probably peeing my pants and crying at the same time. Don't, trying don't to... pee your pants because then nobody else gets to have a, fun, a good time. What? They have yeah, chlorine in there. Yeah, you ruin everybody else's fun. Don't do that. All right. Well, we don't want to ruin that much fun. We also don't want to ruin your off weekend any more than we already have. Uh, we want you to enjoy it. Good luck next weekend at Texas or this week at Texas yeah. by the time this thing airs. And uh, thanks for taking the time and having some fun with us, Matt. We'll see you in June. Yeah, sounds great. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. That was fun. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. So, JJ, what'd you think? That was a good one. Very good. I remember when I asked you or Kevin who wanted to be part of our podcast that featured Matt DiBenedetto, and you were like, I, well, I need to do well, it. First off, when we were thinking of drivers we needed, we wanted on this podcast, we knew Matt had to be on the list. And then when Kevin and I went to Martinsville like last weekend, two weeks ago by the time this airs, it was a no-brainer that we had to get in touch, with, try and get in touch with Matt or Ryan and, uh, and get him on here. And while Kevin was out on the front stretch doing his social media thing, I found Matt in the garage. So I think I earned the spot on this podcast. So right, I'll give you that. I'll give you. Give so it, it, everything, uh, everything turned out for the best. It all came full triangle. triangle. Full triangle. We need to make T-shirts <laughs> that say that everything comes full triangle. Put it in the studio. What do you think, Norm? We should put that in there. I got a thumbs up from thumbs up from the producer Norm here at ESPN eight forty. Um, so that was a lot of fun, fans. So a couple things have happened there. One. You know, we have to figure out funds in order to get this thing sponsored. So if anyone has any sponsors out there, you need to reach out to me, and I'm going to put you in touch with Terry Price here, who is our sales rep for Connoisseur Media and ESPN 840. Um, It'd be cool just to have this thing sponsored. And then uh, another thing is we need funding for uh, plane travel for Matt's aunt and mother. (laughs) Uh, We need... um, a, a supermarket sponsorship in order to give us food or Italian market. I'll take yeah, an Italian yeah. market, like true Italian cuisine. I got to call my grandmother to see if she can show up. You got to call your mother. 
she we'll get her here. Don't worry okay. about that. So all these things are in. I think I like the way those are all rotating. They're coming. It's coming full triangle. Full triangle. Full triangle. And then on top of that, fans, make sure you go to pokingraceway.com slash word. That's W O R D, and enter to win our contest. Now you're going to have to put the secret word in there. Mm-hmm. So you have to go back and listen to find out what the secret word it was today if you weren't paying attention. Right. And you're going to be entered to win two tickets to the Pocono 400 on Sunday, June 3rd, courtesy of Matt Benedetto saying the secret word of the podcast. And maybe if you win, we'll give you a meatball. Maybe. No, I'm, I'm greedy no. when it comes yeah, to my meatballs. Like it, nobody's getting a meatball away from me. No, you know when you have like that, there's a pot of meatballs that are left over and it's like, oh, there's enough for lunch tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, they don't normally make it to lunch. Mm-hmm. Like when you're cleaning up the pots and dishes and stuff and you're putting them away. There was a story not that long ago in my hometown about somebody stealing a pot of meatballs off the stove. <laughs> and the chair just broke. And the chair just broke. Everybody thought it was me. It wasn't me. I was at work. I laughed so hard I broke a chair. <laughs> Fans, next week, join us as we have Daniel Hemrick in the studio. Not in the studio. This thing's gone off the rails. This thing's off the rails. (laughs) Just play the outro music. Daniel Hemrick next week. Fans, enjoy Texas. PoconoRaceway.com slash podcast to listen. PoconoRaceway.com slash word to enter to win two tickets to the Pocono 400 on June 3rd. We out. (laughs) ESPN 840 on Twitter. I gotta go.